A massive dump of sensitive Chinese documents has randomly appeared on GitHub, which seems to reveal top secret Chinese hacking tools. Also in your Hacking News Roundup, a consumer-grade spyware app has itself been hacked, and the FBI has taken out a Russian government botnet. But first, this could be big. A GitHub user, iSoon, recently spawned and published a repository. When translated into English, it reads, The truth behind Angshun. Angshun, or iSoon, I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce it, is a Chinese company that, on the surface at least, only deals in standard cybersecurity services like penetration testing, risk assessments, that kind of thing. But thanks to what seems to be a disgruntled former employee, we've been granted access to a whole treasure trove of secret documents that reveal spyware and even physical hacking devices that have allegedly been made for and used by the Chinese government. So what does the 200 megabyte dump contain? In one document, there's a description of what's called a Wi-Fi proximity attack system, a physical device that can be disguised as a power bank or a more bare bones variant that once covertly deployed on a victim's network can be set up to provide a proxy tunnel into that network, providing access to remote hackers. It kind of sounds similar to Pac-5's LAN turtle. There's a whole document in here on a Twitter public opinion guidance and control system, which talks about the needs to strengthen the initiative in controlling overseas social public opinion. Well, this is pretty Orwellian. The platform seems to exploit some kind of vulnerability in Twitter private messages. A target account can be sent an evidence collection link, after which the system obtains permissions to publish tweets, view private messages, and more. In another file, there's details on custom remote access tools that can infect Windows, Mac, Android, and iOS devices. We've also got a description of some kind of physical device that's capable of pulling sensitive data from Android devices after they simply connect to its Wi-Fi network, though there's no description at all of how that works. Also in the dump are details of an anonymous communication network that overseas Chinese spies can use to stay hidden. It kind of sounds like a private version of Tor. There's a description of a physical device that seems to be what makes up nodes in the network, and we even have its specifications. The leak goes further. There's details of some kind of DDoS client, a Wi-Fi triangulation device, and a hell of a lot more. We've really only scratched the surface here. Not only are there details of custom spyware and hacking devices, but there's also a lot of employee communication in the dump, exposing the internal politics of the company, which includes employees complaining about low pay and that kind of thing. Oh, and there's also details on offensive cyber operations allegedly carried out by this company on behalf of the Chinese government. This leak is all very fresh. Despite being made public four days ago, it all went under the radar until yesterday, at which point it kind of went viral. On the surface, this seems like a leak of epic proportions. However, there are some important caveats. Firstly, there's no dates on a lot of these documents, so we don't know if these tools are old and deprecated or if they're still in use. Also, the company in question hasn't made any statements confirming or denying the breach, so it is possible at least that some, or maybe all of it, could simply be fake. After all, the leaker is clearly hell-bent on damaging this company as much as possible. I mean, the original GitHub repo is divided into how the company allegedly deceived the CCP, employee complaints, there's even an expose on their financial issues, and their apparently low-quality products. I've tried to give you guys a bit of an overview here, but no doubt in the coming days this story will develop as researchers comb through and make sense of more of the documents. So make sure to hit the subscribe and bell icon so you don't miss the follow-up.
A spyware app has been hacked, leading to the personal data of tens of thousands of its victims being leaked. The Truth Spy is a consumer-grade spyware app, so this thing isn't being used by oppressive governments, but rather by oppressive parents. It's advertised as a kind of parental control tool that helicopter parents can use to keep an eye on their kids. However, whilst that's the advertised use case, these kinds of apps are often used maliciously by stalkers to, well, stalk. And so this kind of app is often called stalkerware. The app enables the recording of calls, tracking a phone's location, grabbing photos, and a hell of a lot more. Whilst this functionality might be similar to other spyware we've seen on this channel, Pegasus comes to mind, to compare this to Pegasus would be like comparing an old rust bucket to a Rolls Royce, because this app has to be manually installed on a victim's Android device via an APK. There's no fancy zero-day exploits here. It turns out the Truth Spy also has Rust Bucket level security. The hacker groups SiegeSec and BiteMe Crew teamed up to reveal a vulnerability in the Truth Spy's servers, which allows anyone to grab the sensitive data that's exfiltrated from victims of this app. So a bunch of super sensitive data is not only visible to potential stalkers, but also the entire world. The root cause is an IDOR, or Insecure Direct Object Reference Vulnerability. This kind of vulnerability happens when a server doesn't check if you have permissions before giving you access to something. For example, let's say you have a link to a photo on Facebook. You still need to be logged into an account with permissions to view that photo before you can actually see it. Just having the link doesn't inherently grant you access to it. But the Truth Spy servers are apparently not performing this basic check. Consequently, anyone can scrape the personal data of those who are being spied on. The hackers were able to grab a browsing history, GPS history, and even contacts of an arbitrary victim. However, the hackers aren't releasing specific details on how to reproduce the hack, and for good reason. Because this vulnerability isn't new. Seemingly, the exact same vulnerability was exposed by TechCrunch almost exactly two years ago. It was even assigned a CVE. However, in the years since, the Truth Spy have shown zero willingness to actually fix the problem. And so, in all likeliness, this will go unfixed. Stalkerware in general has a pretty awful reputation for caring about the security of their customers' information. A quick Google search will yield numerous examples. The two groups that rediscovered the bug, despite being responsible for some pretty brutal data leaks in the past, have taken the rare decision not to leak all this personal information. Instead, they teamed up with TechCrunch to add the IMEI numbers from the dump to a database so you can check whether you're a victim of the app. One of the hackers behind the investigation has a blog post that goes into much more detail on this, which I'll make sure to link below. The FBI has hacked and taken down a Russian government botnet that was being operated by Russia's military unit 26165, better known by the name Fancy Bear. Now, it's only February, but this is the second government-controlled botnet that the FBI has taken out this year. A couple weeks back, China's KV botnet suffered a similar fate, but this Russian botnet is unique, not because of its intended use. I mean, cyber espionage is usually the purpose of state-backed hackers. But what makes this botnet different is that it wasn't actually built by Fancy Bear. Instead, this botnet was put together by just regular cyber criminals who successfully hacked over a thousand ubiquity EdgeOS routers thanks to default admin passwords, proving that no matter how much money people spend on fancy networking gear, money can't buy common sense. The cybercriminals infected the routers with Moobot malware. This kind of malware isn't new. It's been used by cyber bad guys over the past few years to build botnets for use in DDoS attacks. 
But in this case, the botnet somehow made its way into the hands of Fancy Bear. Whether that means the Russian government is working with cybercriminals or simply bought the botnet from them, we just don't know. After acquiring the botnet, Fancy Bear repurposed it for use in spear phishing campaigns, credential harvesting operations, all of course targeting Western governments, military installations, and companies of interest to Russia. However, this is where the FBI stepped in and launched Operation Dying Ember in an attempt to take down the botnet for good. Exactly how the FBI hacked the botnet isn't clear. The warrants simply describe their methods as some kind of mysterious technical ability. However, in all likeliness, they reverse-engineered the malware, finding a vulnerability in it, which gave them access to individual compromised routers. The FBI was granted a whole list of permissions, which meant they were allowed to copy the malware for analysis, delete the malware from compromised devices, and change the router's firewall rules to prevent the Russians from regaining control over their botnet. As is usual with these kinds of operations, the FBI does not have to get your permission to hack back your hardware from the Russians. However, they are working with ISPs to maybe at some point drop you a letter in the mail, giving you a heads up. As always, thanks for watching, and I'll see you in the next video. Have a good one.